This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And these are topics worthy of discussion, and they are brought to you by our good friends over at Pizzaville, pound 3636 in the house. The good Reverend Dr. Sherry Denover, minister over at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts and former also MPP for Parkdale High Park. Hello there. Hello, Alex. Women power. There you go. (laughs) John Capabianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, and National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Willard's Toronto office. Hello, John. Hello, Alex. Good to be here. Michael Giles has been in government for 30 years. That is what's wrong with you, right? (laughs) Uh, And currently Chief of Staff to Deputy Mayor Anna Bayou. Good to have you all. Good to be here. I think Uh, it's actually longer than 30 years now, Michael. I I just just stopped at 30. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about it story that's kind of breaking and kind of going all over the place, but the executive director of the uh, Conservative Party, Dustin Van Voot, apparently has been fired in the wake of the Shears private school expense controversy, and the party had launched a, has launched an internal review uh, with an auditor. And then we learn he can't be fired. Okay. But, of course, they are trying to get him fired, but they can refuse to pay him. So he's in, he's out. John, I know you know this scene a little bit, but it, the party's in a little bit of a civil war, war would you say? Well, it's starting to get there. I uh, First off, I am a friend of, uh, of Dustin, and I've known him for some time, and he's a great, great guy, and I quite like him and, uh, and his wife. And, uh, you know, hopefully he hasn't been fired. I, you know, obviously I don't want to see anybody fired. But um, here's the challenge, I think, with respect to um, the leader of obviously announcing that he's no longer going to run and seek um, uh, or, you know, be the leader of the party, uh, then, of course, you hear the story about him getting some funds uh, for the... um for his private school, for the kids. Now, I know, in fact, the parties often top up leaders. It's not un- unheard of where, um, you know, you, you, the fund will give a leader of the opposition some money to top off for housing, for clothing allowances, for that kind of stuff. That's not unusual. Um, what, that's what's unusual here uh, is the fact that, that he was given some money for a private school. And I think that's where a lot of members, quite frankly, are, and, and rightly so, are probably yeah. quite angry at. So whether or not Dustin, and who, who claimed that he had made this arrangement with the leader, um, has caused some problems because now now you've got the fund, people saying, hey, I didn't know anything about this, and hence they're wanting to get somebody uh, out of here, and if it's Dustin, then it is, but I'm not sure if he's now off or on or not, but uh, uh, it would seem to be that he was the guy that they've sort of you know, picked to say, okay, well, you've made this happen, you've got to go, and that's causing obviously some some party um, um, fra- fractures. Yeah, I mean, it is normal, Sherry, to give someone in politics, you know, well, move, your, move your house or give you travel expenses. I mean, okay, that's fine. Uh, but the issue, I think, you know, Justin Trudeau did not send his kids to a paid private school by the party, and neither did Stephen Harper. They both went to public school, and there are a lot of good Catholic schools in the area. So the problem is, I don't donors are not and should not be put on the hook for that kind of cost. And I think the optics of it is what the problem is. Of course, and you know, when uh, I, I listen to his resignation speech, Andrew Shear, and whenever a politician stands up and says they're leaving politics for their family, I, it's amazing to me that there's Stop a straight Bryson face, instantly pops straight into my face mind. in the House. I mean, I, it really um, it immediately makes one suspicious uh, in, in contrast. And, and so clearly this was also behind uh, the timing of all of this. So, um, yeah, it, it is a scandal, and um, they're moving quickly to, you know, uh, quench it, and that's, that's what they should be doing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I don't know that it'll be a big rift in the party. I don't see why that should be, Um, because a couple of heads will roll and then that will be the end of it, I would I would suspect. And then they get and get on to the the leadership race, which will be the news. Yeah. And 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 Michael, the the scandal will be it's not going to affect the taxpayers or anything. It's not like the SNC. It's nowhere near that caliber of scandal because that was an actual scandal. But it's when you're talking to donors and you're taking money from donors, they're investing in your party. 
And that's where they think the money's going. So there's a bit of a lost trust issue. Yeah, and actually there is an impact on taxpayers because the, well, these are tax right. credits. So, you know, there's up to 75%. So, uh, I didn't think of that angle. Yeah, no, don't right. worry. We think of that yes, angle. Yes, I know. No, you but, <laughs> of course, uh, we're in politics. But there's, uh, yeah, so, there's, so there is that. But, I mean, it's... I think the, the thing here comes to is the credibility. And, you know, I, I, I like Andrew Shearer as a, as a person, but, you know, there's just this stuff that's going on and on. And this was the guy who was criticizing Justin Trudeau for all sorts of things, you know, the silver spoon and all that stuff. It sort of reminds me of, you know, the Groucho Marx line where the, those are my principles. And, well, if you don't like them, I have a few others. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's just it's like, uh, uh, you know, you're either going to you know operate within these boundaries or you're not. I mean, as as an issue, this is not. It's not. It's not a scandal in the sense that in about forty eight hours, it's a party. Scandal. It's over. Yeah, it's in inside baseball. The average person is going to be saying, "Okay, well, you know, he's and plus he's gone too. You know, the, the key fob's not working in the door anymore, so he's gone. So it's uh, it'll just be this will pass by. It's inside baseball. Well, look, he was picked as the interim leader, so they had enough faith to keep him on as a leader. But again, it's it gets very ugly behind the scenes, and it can be. It, it's quite vicious. I'm sure you know. Uh, Sherry, how vicious, and, and you would know, Michael, how well, vicious, and you all know how yeah, vicious yeah. politics are. Never mind. Let's Everyone knows how vicious politics are. I'm not the only one. the leadership candidates a little bit better than they vetted Mr. Shearer, that's all. Well, uh, yeah, and well, I think... he's not a bad person. I mean, he, no. he was he was but, chosen you know, as Speaker yeah. of the House. You don't get chosen because you're not liked. That well, is a bipartisan is, choice. They what think. was he told? Was he told, oh, we do this? If or, he was told, he could do it. That's where I think, in all fairness to him, we need to hear, you know, he may have been told by, I don't know, whoever it was, that, oh, yeah, you know, we'll cover those expenses. You know, so I don't know. We don't know the whole story on this. So all fairness, I guess we have to give him benefit of the doubt until we know. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about then, you know, next steps, because the fighting will go on for a while, because that's what conservatives do. They shoot each other. You know, and they do it all out in the open. They're smart like that. Uh, but Andrew Shear's gone. So now it's picking a new leader. And I've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, you know, Sherry, I'll start with you on this. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike last time, I know probably Mr. Trudeau's feeling pretty good about this. I don't think you should be because the field of candidates this time are going to have a much bigger profile, much more star power, and they're going to obviously rebrand the party. That's not good for him because he still has to run on his record, and it ain't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be very interesting to see uh, how they pick. Uh, will this person, and I, I think what the mistakes that uh, Sheer made, I mean, you know, uh, again, you have to appeal to people who live in big cities and in the 905 areas. Now, you can't just rely on your rural 30% base. So to broaden that, to be able to be government, uh, you got to, you know, sorry to say it, you have to march in pride parades. And well, you have, have to be, to. I don't, well, I think, I think you do, no, but you have and to I think be, you have to, you know, no. be for, in, in in favor of choice, and I think you have to come out um, not uh, not pandering to the very right wing of the party because Canadians aren't there, and people in in Toronto and Ottawa and Vancouver are not there. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I I, I like the uh, I, I like the the fact that. You know, this is the general scuttle, um, and that maybe we'll get somebody who is a little bit more to the center. Look, I, I don't. Pride parades don't make leaders, Michael. I mean, I've been to Pride. I'm a conservative. I haven't been in a few years because the thing's totally lost its way. But you know, you have to be inclusive. But there are lots of other events. I find it actually very insincere. It's just such a pandering to the voters. But why don't you go to the HIV 
vigil. It's a much more important or, you know, that way. There's lots of ways you can get within the community and show that you support them. Well, and I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to take that. I mean, we're looking at leadership. Oh, yeah, no, and it'd be helpful to do things like marching in the Pride Parade. I I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a a deal breaker. I think what the deal breaker with Andrew Shearer was that there was this perception. Well, we know. I don't want to litigate what happened because now we're looking forward. Right, and that's why the leader who replaces him has to not be these things. You know, uh, Shearer, was was he a insurance broker? Was he not? You know, was he an American? Was he not? And what that did is it reinforced a narrative in people's mind is we don't really know who this guy is. This is, I think, where the difference is with the field of candidates are coming up now. I mean, we're looking at a Rona Ambrose. We're looking at a Peter McKay. We're looking at an Aaron Ote. These James are, Moore, yeah, like, we're looking at... Not Brad know, Waldo, yeah, I'm sad no. to say. These, these are, uh, and actually, by the way, uh, not that anybody was asking, but apparently Maxime Bernier <laughs> tweeted this afternoon, oh, he's shame. not running. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it, I'm, I'm we sure there's a move to get him. That's right. No, but Doug's I think not he's not running either. But the point is that these are powerful in the sense that, you know, they have a strong presence. We know what they're what they're about. You know, somebody like Rona Ambrose, frankly, would be a, a hugely formidable candidate. Oh, I mean, she's she smart. She's yeah. yeah, she would. I, I frankly think at this stage she would take him out. Right, because in the election, which is, again, it's not going to be for another 18 months. This notion that it's going to be in three months, like a snap election, it's not going to happen. Or longer. In, yeah. in 18 months, all of these people will be branded. The stuff will be out there, John. And there's a lot of time for people to get to know the candidate. But there's also a lot of time for crap to happen in China. Uh, recession. There are a lot of big, big issues coming Trudeau's way, so he's got to run on that. Yeah, no, no question about it. And I think too, and I, and I just to say from the from the perspective of your question, Alex, I, you know, I've I've always liked uh, Andrew Shear. I thought that the party picked him. It was a huge, long process with a lot of candidates, and our membership, our leadership process is one member, one vote. So if there's ever any vetting. Uh, we, her party with one member, one vote in the, in the purest system is a huge vetting system because you've got so many people that are, that are poking and prodding you and asking you questions and debates and that kind of stuff, which eventually got him to be the leader. So now that he's gone, and I give him credit for taking the, making the decision to, to leave and, and sort of for the sake of the party, um, but now we're undergoing a huge uh, leadership process that's going to be an important one because there's not a majority government, so we don't have four years to get this done. We've got less than that. Um, Doug Ford did it in like three months. Four, three like months. It can be done. It, it can be done, but again, that's just one problem versus right. 10 provinces and time zones and all sorts of things that you have to do and the travel that you have to do to, to get to, to the ridings uh, across the country. Um, but I do think that there's a huge yearning in this party now, given what happened with Andrew Scheer with respect to the social so social issues, that the, the next candidate is going to be much more of a social moderate, uh, somebody who, quite frankly, does not uh, waver on principles and have conservative values, which, which is obvi- obviously independence and, and smaller government and more tax cuts and, and money back to the people because they could spend the money better. But the other key factor that's going to be critical for next leader of our party is going to be a social moderation and somebody who is uh, But there a are lots liberal. of people in the conservative. I think this notion that the conservatives are, are like, ah, you no, know. No, in fact, I think the vast lots majority... Of, lots of gay conservatives. Well, I mean, the, like, the vast majority yeah. of conservatives are fall in that category, which is why I think the next leader is going to be in that space. But Michael yeah. mentioned a few. Peter McKay, who's solid and his name gets mentioned. Rona Ambrose and, uh, and uh, you know, Aaron O'Toole who I think has just made his, yeah. his, his intentions official. Those are all oh, very solid oh, candidates. Right. Well, look, he's a good guy. He's a very likable guy. I mean, that's someone, but James Moore. There, there are a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. And James Moore would be somebody who's great as well. Another former cabinet minister from the West Coast who's kept his, his finger in the in the political pie, so to speak. Um, and somebody who I think is 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 somebody who's quite quite talented and, and can very well do it. But there's going to be a lot of that kind of conjecture or um, you know discussions and stuff that are happening now because my phone's been lighting up ever since Andrew are Shearer stepped away. Run? Well, not the to run, no, <laughs> to, to support candidates and to talk about who the next leader can be and potentially be and all that stuff. So yeah. it's been interesting. Uh, well, you know. For all the complaining people do, Sherry, I mean, the one thing is, if you don't like what you see, buy a membership and get involved. And that's how it's done. Get involved and pick the leader. And that way you can't complain.
Uh, well, absolutely true. And uh, and uh, again, you know, it'll be an interesting process, but I agree with John. Um, I think that it will go to uh, someone who's socially moderate. I think they yeah. tried the other tact. It didn't work. I'm but they pleased, also didn't have as a, a Canadian, huge... I'm pleased by that. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens, what comes out of this. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a huge, I mean, none of the star candidates really ran. I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen Lisa Raitt win. That would have been my choice. I mean, I think she would have done a really good job or Aaron O'Toole. But again, they didn't have a big field. Uh, they had Maxine Byrne. It was just the last one was a, a bit strange. And Lisa Ray was an interesting one because she she has always been a very powerful <laughs> woman leader yeah. in, among in it's our a big party. Big loss to the party, uh, and it is a big loss to our party. And I think with Lisa, w- when the last leadership happened, I think her name recognition was there, but it didn't. It, what what made her obviously quite quite popular amongst Canadians and long conservatives was the SNC Lavalin and mm-hmm. the fact that she yes. played a leading role in that committee. She's invaluable. Well, and the thing too is that governments in this country get voted out. They don't necessarily get elected. And the main thing is if you're going to vote against and vote a, vote a government out. Can you see the person that you're going to replace them with as prime minister? I don't think a lot of people saw that with Andrew. I think they'll see it with every one of these ones. John Oakley's show, and I'm Alex Pearson, but this is Global News Radio, talking topics worthy of discussion here on 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.